It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, uh, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Well, we got a doozy today. Huh? Oh, I said, I said we got a bit of a doozy today. Y- yeah, we do. It's quite a doozy. Um, so <clears throat> we went back to watching really horrible movies and we're going to tell you about them. This one, this one's really bad. <laughs> I'm not yes. even sure if it's worth watching. I, I sat and watched the whole thing. Uh, the movie is called High Moon. No, no, High Moon. High like Moon. High Moon. Like High Moon. that's what I said, High Moon, but it sounds... I mean, you could say High Noon, which... Oh, High Noon is a great film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Gary Cooper. But this is... I'm uh, sorry. The, I, I guess the audio is kind of... It sounded like you said My Moon. No, High Moon. Okay. okay. Moon as in the full moon. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish this was made by full moon because it would probably be better quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you call high moon, if you call a full moon quality. <laughs> I'm saying full it, moon it would be really a step be up from this. Yeah. I mean, the makers of Doll Man and, you know, uh, Puppet Master. Pup, puppet Master, yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I would rather, I don't know, what's r- the saddest part of this film is Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, but you because know, he's been doing a lot of roles like these. Why? I, mean, I don't know. I just, Boondock Saints. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. He <laughs> just, just like, hasn't been doing, getting real big roles. He, he's mostly been doing like this really low budget straight to video crap. Yeah. Um, you know, the last time I saw Sean Patrick Flannery was actually uh, on ride with Norman Reedus. Oh, really? The last yeah. thing I remember seeing him in actually was, uh, was, uh, I mean, it ended a long time ago, the dead zone series. Right. Yeah. He was in dead zone, but, um, man, this, this is a horrible stinker. Okay. So plot, basically it's the story. It starts off in the 1800s and there's a gang of ruthless outlaws who happen to be werewolves. And there's a guy who somehow is given the ability by some ninja dude to like go out and fight them and kill them. And there's some kind of staff or something that a silver staff that can kill the lead one and then kill all of them. Yeah, it's supposed to have like these mystical properties and stuff. Yeah, yeah the ninja. He's well, he's supposed to be like some kind of. Uh, they say he's a Chinese warlord, but he had like a katana. Japanese yeah. katana. And he was dressed like a ninja. <laughs> yeah, but he's supposed to be from some other dimension, and so he had like yeah. special powers. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, basically that, and so he comes. He he thinks he kills all the all the uh, the biker zombies. Well, well, the outlaw zombies at the time, and then. Like the 
the uh, uh, ninja dude. He like yeah. stabs him with the sword, and then he next thing he wakes up in present day. Uh, oh, and by the way, this is like so the production company of this was called Gunslinger Productions. So, okay, so I guess they're. I don't know if they're gonna make more. They make more movies. It's just like revolves around a western theme, but yeah, yeah. He wakes up present day, and the so does the, the outlaws, and they kill a bunch of bikers, and be, you know, kind of take over their gang and steal their bikes and all that stuff. So now he's got to convince the the local townspeople that there are werewolves on the loose, and he's from the. <laughs> you know what this kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of Sleepy Hollow, except that Sleepy Hollow was just terrible. Yes, <laughs> I mean I love Sleepy Hollow. That I love that. Series. Right. Yeah. But, but it was kind of that sort of that kind of setup, but you know, just awful. Um, no, just not as well done. Yeah. But this, but but man, the acting in this, it it it's kind of middling. It's it it's good in places and other places it's not. You know, here the thing about this movie is. It was played completely straight. It wasn't like Velocipaster or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was played to be it, funny. It, it was, yeah, this was played completely straight. <laughs> I mean, there was some parts that were supposed to be kind of humorous, but it was played straight. You were yeah. like, supposed to take the plot seriously, or they were taken, you know, it was played that way. Yeah, a movie, a movie like this, it really gives me hope for my screenplay. Because <laughs> I'm like, this movie got made and uh, is out there direct to video or direct to streaming or whatever. Um, and boy, it's, you know, they have cheesy effects, you know, like the werewolves are all just basically just dudes with rubber latex masks on. No, they're not even wearing rubber latex, it's just like paint. They may be wearing like some, you know, maybe a little bit of rubber. A little bit of prosthetic, but yeah, mostly, but it's mostly it's just paint just, with just big paint afros. With some, yeah, paint and and some teeth. Big huge wigs and facial hair. Yeah, hands. a lot of wigs. And uh, but <laughs> yeah, as far as like effects go, so there's like a lot of the movie when people are like getting mauled, or there's this character that at the beginning, like it was the town drunk that got killed, and they said that he was like all his major organs were severed and stuff. But here's the thing, like you see everybody that's dead and that's supposed to be been mauled, but there's like no wounds on them. It's just blood. They're just covered with some blood and that's it. No visible wounds. Yeah. It's just like, see, there's blood on them. That's like, you know, they're mauled, but all you see is blood. There's no, <laughs> yeah. that's just, a, that's all they did was put a little bit of, put a bunch of blood on. They didn't yeah, even like, design. There's like they a ton of uh, like, rubber body parts just laying around yeah yeah like there is blood like there is that but when you're seeing like when you're seeing like just people you know the actors <laughs> that are just laying there that are supposed to be dead the actual actors not a bunch yeah. of you know props and stuff prosthetics and props it's just right. them covered in blood nobody <laughs> they didn't even try to put any kind of you know special effect you know, uh, uh, practical effects on them or anything. They didn't even try and use bad CGI to put those put wounds on them. Yeah. Just... Okay. So we we we've established that the film is pretty horrible. Mm -hmm. But what is it about the movie that would make somebody want to watch this? 
Well, thing. I watched the trailer and I thought, this looks really dumb, but it might be really entertaining. Like, funny. Like, like, yeah, funny, like Velocipaster yeah. was. And yeah. it really, I didn't really find it that funny. I didn't find it entertaining at all. <laughs> um, it was just Some of the lines, odd. though, man. Some of the lines. Uh, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, the, my favorite line in the whole movie was, well, that all went out the window when you started sleeping with my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's these biker gangs. There's like a biker gang in it. And the the head biker guy, the president of the biker gang, he kind of looks like a Uncle Jesse from, from a, like a muscled up Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, he did, and uh, you know, uh, what was I gonna say? There's so oh, much. You... There's so many dumb lines in it. That's kind of worth it. It's worth it to hear the dialogue because the dialogue is so awful. Yeah, you know? it is, and and there's like this uh, parts uh, special effects and stuff go too. There's like a fight scene near the end with <clears throat> a fight scene near the end with like these two battle axes, and they're like made out of foam. <laughs> They, they're they're obviously made out of foam, and not only that, they used uh, like they tried to make it look like they're wrapped in leather, you know, but it's actually yeah. like pleather, yeah, <laughs> like plastic leather. It, it was just the yeah, all the props in the film were really really cheesy, it, unless it was a gun, because I think those were real guns. Now and then another thing that was just bad was. Uh, the music. Now, I mean, as far as score goes, the score, it was like that really low background music, like when you watch those true crime shows on like yeah. Ivy Discovery or something. That's yeah, what it was. But then they had like this this country music, and I can't stand country music in the first place, but even by country music standards in my, uh, in my view, it was the worst I've ever, some of the worst I've ever heard. It was just so bad and corny. And I yeah. wonder if it was like written for just this movie. No, I think what it is, it's like canned music that they're able to purchase for cheap. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you can know, get movie but... music for cheap like that because my son, uh, you know, he does a film. He, has, he takes Oh, uh, no, I'm not talking about the orchestral music. I'm talking about the country songs oh, that they played every now and then. It's probably local bands and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if they just got that just for this movie from some yeah, local sure band or whatever. No, no, they're like the canned background music. That was just like the same kind of music they use in the background, like those true crime ID discovery yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty weird. Um, I think the strangest thing about the movie for me, though, was the, the the werewolves at the beginning of the movie you're in the 1800s and he has this big fight with the werewolves and he kills all of them and then he his Japanese whatever his ancient Chinese master or whatever shows up and he goes I'm just tired of living or something and the Chinese dude like kills him <laughs> and then they wake up in the future I mean like what's the point of that I mean they he kills all of them, and then they wake up in the future, and he wakes up too. Is he like completely? Is he like forever, eternally tied to these dudes? And every time they come back from the dead, he's gonna like. I have wake. no. I have no it idea. Is, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's but that's got what I'm the saying. worst I, plot holes. That's why I'm saying I'm wondering if they watched 
like uh, watch Sleepy Hollow and like we can do something like that because um, <laughs> it kind of it kind of felt like that one element they were kind of ripping it off a little bit, bringing the guy that yeah. bought the evil monsters in the past winding up in the future and having right. to fight them in the future again. Um, yeah. But it's just, but oh man, um, it, it, yeah. And then like getting to the ending, it did not end the way I expected it to. They're kind of making it out like so. The sheriff got killed, and they're yeah. kind of making it out like he was gonna make it out alive. He did not. Uh, he just there's just a news story that says he did. Yeah. Uh, the drug dealer that Sean Pla- Patrick Flannery plays, not drug dealer, uh, gun running. Gun running mayor. I'm not really sure what his role was, other than he was the mayor and he runs just guns. Corrupt and he mayor. Has prostitutes was, at his house. Yeah, corrupt mayor. And he's apparently, with the, yeah, yeah. So apparently the whole deal was like they were partners back in Dallas and he got like caught with illegal guns or drugs or something and framed his partner for it, who is yeah. now the sheriff. And so now there's bad blood between them, aside from him sleeping with the sheriff's wife now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's all that, but then like the sheriff dies, and then Sean Patrick's character possibly lives. Possibly, uh, possibly lives. They say there's like no, no update on his condition or whatever. So maybe he lived, but then he like gets in like a car and drives off, and like they're kind of playing up like the whole thing, like there's gonna be a sequel or something. And it's like, geez, I hope not. Oh man, but no, nobody's gonna watch a sequel to this. Yeah, except for their friends. The people whose friends are the people who made it, probably. They'd be like, eh, well, we'll, yeah, we'll sit down and watch it. Oh, the, no, the, the guy that, the main guy, what was his name? I think it was Chad Michael Collins. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. his name. was yeah. like a, the associate producer on it. And I don't, I didn't really pay attention a whole lot to the credits. So well, maybe, I did. At the beginning maybe he was of the a movie, writer or something on it. Too. Yeah, he wrote and produced it. He wrote and directed and produced it. So, also... I'm really leery of a film when it has over 10 executive producers. <laughs> Cause it did. Right. I just kept counting that another chunk of five at the beginning. Like there's five executive producers, five more executive producers and another three. <laughs> I said, how many executive producers does it take to make a movie? I mean, executive producer is like somebody who is the person of the money person like the person that's coming up with the dough to fund the film mm-hmm. so that's, i think it's just that that took that many people throwing money at this thing to make it to put it together so yeah i don't know how much they spent on this they might have spent uh hundred thousand dollars maybe on it maybe maybe i mean it's it's cheap so well high moon it's on amazon prime so you can watch it now that we're all you know and some of you guys are still quarantined but other people like oklahoma were i guess we're going back at it (laughs) lemmings off a cliff um we're an experiment so we'll see what happens Yeah. If you live here, Penn Square Mall is opening back up tomorrow. Don't go to Penn Square Mall. Stay Don't home. go to Penn Square Mall. Don't go to Penn Square Mall, you guys. Come uh, on. We've got a guy here that does an article, and I don't always agree with him, but he, he has a thing called a, a article called a, a column called The Lost Ogle. 
and because and it's kind of a joke because there's all these if you live in Oklahoma and you watch local news there's going to be somebody with the last name Ogle on every single channel yeah three, three have, of our three of our uh, news channels have have an Ogle on have it, an so. Ogle on them and so this guy it. calls himself the Lost Ogle and he's just basically satirizes any kind of news that happens in Oklahoma and it's really funny but he has an article out right now that Top ten places you can catch COVID nineteen at Penn Square Mall. <laughs> oh man! So here's the thing, guys: be safe. You know, uh, wash your hands, uh, social distance. Um, let's take care of each other. We don't want to get sick. People are dying from this thing. So um, anyway, I guess that's our public service message from three-cylinder star driver right richard yeah there you go don't just don't go to the malls you don't go don't to the malls. malls you don't need to go to the malls anyway so um hey i guess uh we'll try to look at another movie next week and watch another horrible film and review it for you so until that next time i am roger colby and i'm richard Kitts.